This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Solemnity of the Ascension of the Lord A reading from the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky, as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, Why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All you peoples, clap your hands, shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord, the Most High, the Awesome, is the great King over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid trumpet blasts. Sing praise to God, sing praise. Sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. For king of all the earth is God. Sing hymns of praise. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones? 
and what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far beyond every principality, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up into heaven. They did him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And we are celebrating the solemnity of the Ascension of the Lord. And like you said, uh, Ascension Thursday in some... Yes, from last week, the... we some dioceses have celebrated Ascension Thursday. Last week, we in this diocese and, and most of the country have moved it to today. Right. Um, and remember, this feast is the elevation of Christ into heaven by his own power. Uh, it's narrated in the scriptures in Mark chapter 16, Luke chapter 24, and then, of course, in today in the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Yes. And, you know, th- this observance has is, is been... They call it, been around since antiquity. Uh, There's no documentary evidence of it existing prior to the 5th century. It's kind of when it was first written about. But St. Augustine said that it is of apostolic origin. So it's, again, something that's been with our church and our customs for a very long time. And it really, it celebrates that completion of the work of salvation and the glorification of Christ and his entry into heaven with his human nature glorified. How beautiful that is. And we'll be able to talk about that in a little bit. This weekend is also Memorial Day. Uh, It was originally called Decoration Day, and it is a day of remembrance for those who have died in our nation's service and how thankful we are for those who have died for our freedoms that we enjoy today. Uh, Memorial Day was officially proclaimed on the 5th of May in 1868 by General John Logan. So again, has a fair amount of history in our church uh, you might always remember some people get like red poppies on Memorial mm-hmm, Day, mm-hmm. right? That was by a Ms. Michael in 1915. And um, I will say that, you know, traditional observance of Memorial Day, I think has kind of diminished over the past decades or whatever. But I, I do like this. Uh, this was written by the VFW in here. Um, and I thought this was very important. This was back in 2002. It said, changing the date merely to create three-day weekends has undermined the very meaning of the day how important this day is in our country's history. And I really want to maybe again, try to encourage people and myself to really claim again that meaning and how important and what people have done in service of our country. So how important this 
feast or, or this remembrance really is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, and then coming up on Tuesday, May 31st, I want to mention that there is the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary when Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Ah, uh, yes, yes. How beautiful that is. So please read up on that. That's a great feast day as well. Well, this is the last Sunday before Pentecost. I love if you try and think of tying some of the church's liturgical seasons together. You know, if you think about how uh, Christ was born and we celebrate Christmas, how during the Holy Week, his passion, death, and resurrection, and then now his ascension where he's seated at the right hand of the Father in glory, how beautiful that whole thing. And I love the, the wisdom of the church as it ties its celebrations and its themes and its, and its, and its seasons together mm-hmm. in a year. How beautiful that is. And of course, now we start with Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of Acts starts with the ascension. It does. It does. And we hear that 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus ascended into heaven and he presented his resurrected human body before the throne of his father. Now, this was a necessary transition in which Jesus's resurrected human body was glorified as he took his seat at the right hand of the father. Through Jesus's ascension, all the baptized who are members of his mystical body here on earth can live in the hope that one day we will also enter heaven, body and soul, to spend eternity with him. But in the meantime, we have work to do. Before Jesus left, he told his apostles, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, so often we Christians seem to forget that the kingdom of God is at hand here and now. The kingdom of God that Jesus talked about is not a physical place or location. It's a spiritual kingdom in which God is truly present. Jesus came into the world to establish his kingdom. Through the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, we become members of the body of Christ and we take on that mission of discipleship. And one day we're all going to have to give an accounting of how we used our God-given talents, how we contributed to the building of the kingdom and sharing the good news of salvation. Yes, and I think there's a reason why Christ appeared to them during 40 days, because transformation in scriptures happens after 40. With Noah, it rained 40 days. Uh, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days. Uh, The Israelites kind of wandered around in the desert for 40 years. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Christ, of course, was in the desert 40 days. Mm -hmm. Lent is 40 days long. We have this reading. Things are not the same after 40 if you let them. How important, how transformational 40 really is. And as you mentioned, kind of being witnesses, they are people who saw this event and Christ asked them to spread that word. Like you're saying to Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And finally, at the end of this reading, it says, why are you standing up looking at the sky, men of Galilee? They are given now a commission. Don't stay in the past. Let's stop gazing and start moving. Mm -hmm. How important that is even for us in our society. I agree. Yes. Well, in the second reading, we have here a letter from St. Paul to the Ephesians. Okay, yeah, and the catechism it talks a lot about hope. I hear, I hear this message of, of hope coming through. And the catechism of the Catholic Church tells us that hope is a theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. So when St. Paul talks about hope, he's not talking about the kind of hope that we might have, like, oh, I hope the freeways are clogged up. I hope that there's not a big line at the grocery store. I hope if I buy a lottery ticket that I'm going to win. 
That is just wishful thinking. Hope is one of the three theological virtues, a gift from God through no merit of our own, by which we remain confident in the promises of Christ. And and building on that idea of hope here, uh, it talks about here in the second reading about the, you know, given a spirit of knowledge of him, and then the eyes of our hearts are enlightened. I really like that tie together because if we allow to uh, allow ourselves to be docile to the Holy Spirit and to know more about Christ, we kind of think about you cannot love whom you do not know. You want to learn. You want to get become closer to someone. That's how you do that. And then you allow that knowledge to come into the eyes of your hearts, that, that inmost desire that drives you. Um, I love that relationship of both head and heart. And I think if you can combine that, that really then gives you what you're saying is that theological value or that spiritual uh, value of, of the hope, that yes, virtue, yes, how beautiful yes. that really is. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and finish up in the gospel today. According to Luke, um, we start actually in verse 46. In verse 45, he says, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Again, taking that knowledge, that eyes of our hearts, the virtue of hope. And he talks about rising from the dead on the third day. First reading, we talked about the number 40. This reading, we talk about the number three. Of course, number three is very important as well. Isaac was for three days under a death sentence. Of course, many of us know about Jonah. He was in the whale for three days. Um, This is something I think was very interesting, and I read this recently. More generally, the three days motif is linked with a prelude to divine liberation and a period of preparation before meeting the Lord. So on this theme of the third day, we realize that at the end of the scripture, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. This is the kind of joy that helps us persevere through hardships. Indeed, we must go out into the world with great joy. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.